Well, once again, good morning, Holy Trinity, and welcome to our new sermon series called Holy Trinity, the Sermon Series. Uh, I figured that uh, since we named our church Holy Trinity, and we come every single week to worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, that would be very good for us to study the Holy Trinity. Because it would be very embarrassing for me as a pastor if you told somebody that you go to Holy Trinity and somebody asks you, what's that, and you don't know the answer. Uh, so a little review, uh, the Trinity is a uh, special term, a theology term that's not actually found in the Bible, but it means three in one, like a tricycle, three wheels, tri, and un, like the game uno, one, three in one. So we worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, three persons but one God. Uh, and so for the next three weeks, well, we're going to talk about the Father today, God the Father, then we're going to take a break for our building project and our dedication, then the two weeks after that, uh, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So first today, talking about God the Father. Question for you, how is your relationship with your Father? Uh, I'm talking about earthly dads here because if, if God reveals himself as a father, probably the first thing that you're going to think of is your own dad that you had uh, growing up. And a little hint for you, if you're sitting next to your dad right now, maybe just give like a thumbs up, shake your head a little bit, um, because it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing to have a dad with you. And I bet uh, so many of you have had great dads. Great dads that love you, support you, provide for you, and always have your back. Um, and maybe on Father's Day you get them a number one dad t-shirt, and they probably have it in the back drawer in their dresser right now. And that's great. Um, but for others of us in this room, this question gets a little more difficult, doesn't it? Because you remember the things your father said. You remember seeing his tantrums. You remember hearing the fights that he had with your mother. Some of you didn't have that great of a dad growing up. Maybe he wasn't here, like he or physically even knew you that well. Uh, some of us have great dads. Some of us have not so great dads. And that leads us um, to this new term that I learned this week uh, called father hunger. Father hunger. This isn't talking about how dads need extra snacks throughout the day. Uh, this is talking as a psychology term, uh, talking about how each one of us has this deep craving inside of our hearts for some form of father figure in our lives. So if you have a great dad, your father hunger is fulfilled by that great dad that you have in your life. And you're happy that you have that dad in your life. Uh, but if you have a father who's maybe not so good or was physically absent while you were growing up, um, for sure you will see uh, some form of father hunger uh, throughout your life. And just like how when you get physically hungry, you get a little cranky and you start doing things that you regret, um, that's true of father hunger as well. That normally when you have this father hunger, that you this craving for a father figure in your life, uh, you begin to act out in uh, different kinds of ways that um, aren't really helpful for your life. Um, like the classic example is for um, young women, if they don't have a good dad growing up, um, what happens is it affects their dating life. They didn't get attention from a father growing up, so now they just seek out attention uh, from any other type of man there is out there. And they might not pick the best type of man out there, uh, but that doesn't matter because they're just seeking that craving and attention uh, from a father figure. And that often, often leads to problems with low self-esteem and uh, bad body image as well. Uh, for young men, it plays out in a different type of way. Uh, usually for young men, if they don't have a good father growing up, usually um, you deal with some feelings of inadequacy or like, I don't feel like a real man, that type of thought. 
there's usually some problems with um, authority figures and following the rules and also low self-esteem issues as well. And this isn't a knock against mothers or single mothers who are raising kids on their own. Um, mothers are great, but God designed families to be with a mother and a father. That's how God designed families. So if a father is absent or if a father is not very good, doesn't it make sense that the children will have uh, consequences to pay later on in their life and might uh, seek out their father hunger in not so healthy of ways? And that leads us to talk about God as our Heavenly Father. Uh, we said in the Apostles' Creed just about every single week, I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth. So when we talk about God the Father, one of the first things that we think about is how he is the maker of heaven and earth. Everything that we see, God is the originator of it. He created this whole world, this whole universe. He created you and me. That's how God is the Father. Um, let's look at a couple of verses that talk about this. Uh, Psalm 33, it says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. So just by speaking, God created everything. The first example this verse gives is he, he created the starry hosts. And have you ever been um, out in the country before on a dark night sky and you look up and you saw all the stars, so many stars that you can't even count them all? God created them just by speaking. That's a good way to make you feel really small, right? To look up into the sky and see um, all the stars out there. Or have you ever been to an ocean before? where you can't even see the other side of it because the ocean is so big and so deep. Or maybe if you've been in an airplane that flew over the ocean and you're, just, you're flying over the ocean for like an hour straight and all you see is blue. That's how big the ocean is. But to God, do you know what God says? He says, you think the Pacific Ocean is big? Well, I could fit the whole thing in a jar if I wanted to. That's what God does. That's how powerful that he is, that he created every single thing. God has tremendous power. He is the most powerful thing in the universe. God is bigger and smarter and wiser than anything else that we know. When Jesus finished praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father. Isn't that ridiculous? That God who created everything, God who is smarter and wiser and more powerful than all of us in this room, when we are to think about God, Jesus tells us to think of him as our Father. God doesn't want to reveal himself to us as a boss or a judge or a master. When you think about God, think about the warm feelings that you have towards your Father. Think about those feelings of how you can talk to your dad about anything. That's the way how you approach God the Father. God doesn't want to reveal himself to you as with a ton of power that makes you terrified. Instead, he wants you to think of him as a father. And that reminds me of Steph Curry. Steph Curry, he's one of the uh, best basketball players there is right now. You know, he's a ridiculous percentage from shooting three-pointers, and, you know, he gets paid $50 million a year to play basketball. Um, and so many people, they love Steph Curry. They'd pay so much to get an autograph or to go to see him in one of his games. But what do you think would happen if uh, I got Steph Curry's phone number and I called him up and asked him to hang out with me? What, what, what do you think is going to happen? Probably not much, right? Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to want to hang out with me as a fan. But the next picture I want to show you is uh, somebody so close to Steph Curry that she gets to sit on his lap at press conferences. 
That's his uh, daughter, Riley. And to her, um, she's not starstruck by a celebrity basketball player. It feels so natural just to sit on her father's lap. Why? Because she's her, his child. She gets to have that close, intimate relationship with him. And that's the way how God the Father reveals himself to us. Even though he is so strong and powerful, God wants us to come to him as, as our father. That we can approach him, approach him just that close as how children are with their fathers. So father hunger. Do you have a father hunger for God the Father? Does your heart ache to have a relationship with God the Father? Is God the Father the most important relationship that you have in this life? Unfortunately, despite that in God's word, it says that God the Father loves us and wants to have a close relationship with us, uh, so often because of our sinful heart, we tell ourselves that we have a distant, deadbeat dad. We tell ourselves that, yeah, God the Father exists, but is he actually my father? Do I actually think of him that way? Do you believe that God the Father can actually change your life? Do you believe that he can actually change your life? Or do you just think he's out there? Do you believe that God the Father actually loves and cares for you? Do you actually think about that? So often, um, we begin to think that God the Father, he's just a distant dad. We tell ourselves, we know in the Bible that God the Father is the center of the universe, but then we say, you know what, but I'm the center of the universe. And we hear God the Father say that he's going to protect for us and provide for us, but then we tell ourselves, you know what, I'm going to protect and provide for myself because I work hard. So often that's how we think of God the Father, that yes, he exists, but he can't actually do anything for our lives. But God the Father wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. God the Father wants to know us deeper. God the Father wants to be there and to be your father for you. So how do you handle that? How do we deal with that? Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If, if you then, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give to those who ask him? So this is Jesus speaking. And he says, think about any dad out there. Just, like, just think of a normal dad. If there was just a normal dad and his kid came up to him and said, Hey, Dad, can you get me breakfast? Is any normal dad out there going to say, Here you go, here's a snake? Absolutely not. Or what about, Oh, it's time for lunch. What, what are you going to get us for lunch, Dad? Oh, here's a poisonous scorpion. Dads don't do that. Jesus is hes kind of telling a joke here. He's like, Of course, no dad would ever do that. And if you trust that earthly dads provide for their children... How much more do you think that God the Father will provide for you? If a normal dad knows how to give a decent gift to his child, don't you think our all-powerful, all-loving Heavenly Father knows how to take care of us as well? God the Father gives us good gifts. God is more loving and more powerful than the best dad there is out there. And he knows how to take care of us. Because uh, God the Father gives us good gifts, and in the statement that we just read before, um, I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth, uh, Martin Luther, he wrote what we call an explanation of this, a what does this mean. 
And in this explanation, we hear that God didn't just abandon us, but he still provides for us. I believe that God still preserves me by richly and daily providing clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, spouse and children, land, cattle, and all I own, and all I need to keep my body in life. God richly and daily provides for each one of us. He takes care of us. He's better than the best earthly dad there is out there. And he didn't just create us and leave us to be by ourselves. He still watches over us every single day and provides us with good gifts. God the Father gives us good gifts. That's what God the Father does for us. He gives us good gifts. We know that about our life. We know that about the the things that he daily provides for us. But it also carries over to our salvation as well. So um, I'm still a pretty pretty new dad. I have a baby that's six months old. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I was watching Ava by myself. And she's, she's kind of moving now, rolling around on the floor and all that. And I was sitting there right on the couch, and she got her foot caught in the radiator and screamed and screamed and screamed. And I was sitting right there, and I ran over there, um, and I pull, her, I pull her foot out, and she gets this big cut on the back of her heel. And now I'm freaking out because the baby's freaking out. I'm freaking out. There's blood. Um, do I need to take her to the doctor? Uh, what do I do? Um, and what was my natural reaction there? I see my child crying and in pain, so I help her. I try and cover up the blood. I'm applying pressure. I'm giving her hugs and kisses, rocking her, trying to make her feel better. Turns out the wound wasn't that bad, so we were good. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the natural reaction as a father because I love my daughter. I want to take care of her. I don't want to see her go through pain. Um, but now I want you to think about God the Father. Think about God the Father for a moment. There was a time in God the Father's existence where he saw his child bleeding as well. There's a time when Jesus was whipped and beaten and nailed to the cross, and God the Father didn't come to his care. And there's a time when God the Father saw his child screaming out in pain as well. On the cross, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Throughout Jesus' whole life, his whole ministry, we see time and time again in the Bible where he just beams about God the Father. He always calls him God the Father whenever he talked to him throughout the rest of the Gospels. But while Jesus was crying out on the cross, he didn't cry out, My Father, my Father. Instead, he cried out, My God, my God. And do you know why he did that? Because God the Father was no longer acting as God the Father to Jesus. God the Father was no longer being the protector God the Father was no longer being the guardian to Jesus. On the cross, Jesus was completely abandoned. He was forsaken by God the Father. Jesus was forsaken by the Father so that we could be welcomed by the Father. Jesus was abandoned by God the Father so that he could welcome us into a new family. On the cross, Jesus was abandoned by God the Father so that he could forgive us all of our sins and make us children of God. And since we are now children of God, That's what God the Father does for us. He takes care of us. He does that through for our salvation. I want to tell you a story about um, a father who worked as a switchman on a uh, railroad. So his job was he would, uh, he watched a bridge over a river, and for whenever uh, a train would come by, he would need to lower the bridge. And this father had a very uh, small son, like a little four-year-old boy son, and he'd bring him to work with him sometimes, and he'd play around with the equipment and all that, and he loved watching his father work. 
But one time, uh, the little boy took off. And the father didn't really know where he went. And from a faint distance, he heard, Dad, help, I'm stuck. And the father looked around, and he saw that the little boy had crawled underneath the bridge and got himself stuck in the gears. And in that moment, the father heard the worst sound in the world. He heard the sound of the train whistle. And he was stuck between the moment of having to let down the bridge in order to sacrifice his son. And that's what the father did. That's what the father did. He lowered the bridge, crushed his son, so that all the people on the train could go safely by. And that's what God the Father did for us. I know every analogy limps. Jesus wasn't just a helpless little boy that got caught up in a wrong situation. But that's what God the Father had to go through. He had to sacrifice his son to save the entire world. And if God did that, don't you think he would continue to take care of us? As Romans 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? If God the Father sacrificed his son, don't you think he might provide food for you every single day? If God the Father gave you Jesus, don't you think he might help you with your depression and anxiety? If God the Father sacrificed his son for you and me, won't he graciously give us everything else that we need in this life? If God gave us Jesus, he's going to provide for us. He's going to take care of us because he took care of our greatest need of all. We had that sin in our heart, but he sent Jesus to die for us. And since God the Father did that for us, he's going to continue to watch over us and provide for us. I'd like to share uh, one more quote with you. It's from Louis Giglio. It's another pastor, famous author pastor. He said, God is not the reflection of your earthly father. God is the perfection of your earthly father. So all of us have earthly fathers um, in various degrees of how good of a dad they actually were. Maybe you had an outstanding dad who loved you, provided for you, took care of you. Uh, maybe you, you had a dad that was on the complete other spectrum that was just an awful dad or uh, physically absent or somewhere in between. But God the Father is not the reflection of your earthly father. So often people, when they think about uh, God the Father, they think about their earthly dads, and that doesn't give them that much comfort because they think about all the terrible things that their dad had done. But God is not the reflection of our earthly fathers. He is the perfection of our earthly fathers. God is the one who perfectly provides for us, perfectly watches over us, and is a perfect father to each one of us. And we have parents out here today who love and care so much for your children, and sometimes it comes in the form of worry, where you know, you're know you going to do anything for your child. But isn't it comforting to know that God the Father is not just your father, but he's our father. He watches over each and every one of us. And if you have uh, someone in your life who you care so much about, but you don't really even know how you can help them, we have comfort knowing that God is our father as well. So let's go to him. When life gets really hard, go to God the Father. Ask him for strength. And when life is good, you know who you can say thank you to. You can turn to God the Father and to thank him for all the things that you have in this world. Because God the Father is the perfect reflection of earthly fathers. He is the one who will never let you down. He's the one who will always watch over you. So let's go to God the Father. Let's run to him. Let's be the, the child that sits on God the Father's lap. Let's turn to him in prayer. Let's talk to him every day. 
because we have God the Father who is the maker of heaven and earth. We do this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand.